Good morning and welcome to HodgePodge. This last day of March, the last Tuesday of the month, March 31st, 2020. And joining me on the telephone today, Kelly Blackledge from Tamarack National Wildlife Refuge. And good morning, Kelly. Good morning. <laughs> so, well, welcome to uh, spring. I think since we last spoke, spring has sprung and we have a COVID pandemic going on right now. So, <laughs> a lot has happened since we spoke last. <laughs> Lots, no doubt. <laughs> we got to speak more. Inside then, and out. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, spring is here in the natural world, and we're going to talk to Kelly about some of the uh, signs out there outside. If you've been outside, lots of people venturing outside these days. Uh, but also, uh, what the COVID 19 status is on the wildlife refuges, and including our own uh, Tamarack, which is located. Uh, just north of Detroit Lakes, just north of the station here. Um, so, Kelly, let's talk a little bit about that since that's kind of the uh, elephant in everywhere uh, these days. Uh, what does uh, COVID-19 pose for wildlife refuges and staff and your work? Yeah, so U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, the wildlife refuges are open. As you know, buildings are temporarily closed, but the lands are open um, you'll find all the Fish and Wildlife Service staff are working from home. Nearly all of us have the capabilities to work from home. So things are still moving in that sense. Um, you know, way back as part of a um, emphasis to uh, increase energy efficiency and be more flexible, um, tools were put, were put in place years ago so that people could work from home. So um, with a few exceptions, of course, there may be some um, few emergency or unavoidable work that can't be done at home. For example, if you can imagine having a fish hatchery, um, those fish have to be fed. So somebody's got to be there to feed the fish, you know, a few things like that. Um, certainly there are some maintenance uh, things that need to be addressed. Um, law enforcement is still working. Uh, so occasionally there are some staff on site, but for the most part, people are working from home. And at Tamarack, uh, as you may know, the Visitor Center and Discovery Center and other buildings are closed, but all of the trails are open, um, given the road conditions we have in the spring, right? Right. <laughs> so, so, okay. so there are a few gates. Yeah. Right. Um, so you talk about the, the uh, roads that are open. I'm sure that, uh, you know, if the, the trails are open, there's the roads get a little bit dicey up there, right? Kind of uh, muddy. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's the beauty of spring, right? But do you <laughs> close down those? Do you close mud. down those vehicle roads then if they get a little bit too too swampy or too muddy? That's right. So a couple of the trails, the North Tamarack access um, into North Tamarack Lake has been closed, and also and also the Waboose Trail um, into that fishing access that gate has been closed. You know, we just don't have a lot of resources to rescue people if they get stuck in the mud <laughs> out there. Um, and we want to keep the roads in good shape. Again, we don't have a lot of resources to do a lot of maintenance right now on those roads. So we really need to have those wait and dry out before we have cars on some of those, uh, gravel roads up there yeah right right all right i'm on the line this morning with kelly blackledge from tamrack national wildlife refuge always a wild time in the studio and over the phone of course with kelly <laughs> these days um so you know you have the discovery center and of course because uh distance learning is in place right now many of the school districts do you have kind of a little plan 
in place for kids or or little lesson plans for them maybe on your website or are you working on that or how do you proceed with uh, outdoor uh, classrooms um, and maybe lessons that you would provide to schools do you have something yeah, like that that's a great question because <laughs> uh, so yeah group uh, just met yesterday we've met a few times but yesterday we um, looked at a plan with the Friends of Tamarack to be able to provide some maybe virtual field trips or some activities that uh, will get kids outside, even if it's just in your backyard. Uh, we'll have some of those available on our website, or you can check our Facebook page. Um, you'll start seeing those pop up. So uh, if you're looking for some new and creative ways to um, to utilize uh, the outdoors <laughs> in just a really creative way, we're going to have some ideas for you. But I'll throw out one right now. Okay. Um, you know, and this is for adults as well. If you haven't downloaded the iNaturalist app, I highly encourage you to do that. This is such a perfect time to get that iNaturalist app out. Um, it's uh, free uh, when you download it, and it has a really neat function where if you take a picture of, say, a bud coming out on a branch right now mm-hmm. uh, and upload that, there will that app will let you know what um, the possibilities of that bud or tree might be. So um, the students or adults can, can take a look at that list of possibilities, given that we live in Minnesota, it'll kind of narrow down those possibilities for you. And do a little bit more research to find out what that is. And you can do that with wildflowers as they start popping up and leaves as they start popping out and um, animals, all kinds of stuff. And as people upload things, so all of this data becomes available for scientists so that they can learn more about the phenology happening across the United States. So it's a really great um, thing for scientists, uh, you, basically a little scientist in your backyard <laughs> as, cool. as things start to wake up. Very cool. And yeah. just as you were talking about that, I, in fact, went into the store and uploaded iNaturalist. Uh, very cool. It doesn't take too long to upload. So uh, that is fun and something for people to do, maybe, uh, when those kids are doing their online learning, distance learning, they could uh, take it outdoors uh, for their science. <laughs> uh, some good Absolutely. ideas. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the science behind the health benefits of getting outside. I mean, that's the one thing that we can do uh, these days of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, actually, the governor has said, you know, get outside, get some fresh air, um, you know, go for a walk, get a bike ride in, go yeah. running. So there is actually science to back that up. (laughs) Right. And gosh, doesn't it feel good to get outside and take a fresh air? I don't, a breath, I I can't imagine, you know, all of the notes that I've seen. Oh, I I finally got out to take a walk today (laughs) and it feels so good. And, um, and there, yeah, there is definitely some truth in science behind that. Um, and, uh, as you know, all the trails on the refuge are open so people can do that um, on the refuge as well. Uh, we just ask that, you know, you keep your distance from others mm-hmm. while you're out there, of course. But um, trees, for example, do have, they've found a um, fight inside that releases from those trees. So especially when you're around trees, uh, that 
um, will actually have an effect on your body. So those um, chemicals can change your immune system, boost your immune system when you're outside. So one of the studies that was done, um, they did a blood test before and after walks in different environments um, to uh, look at those health uh, factors. And uh, the time spent in and around tree-lined streets, gardens, parks, and forested areas, even agricultural areas, um, they were consistently linked to long-term health outcomes. The people that walked in um, spaces that had a lot of concrete and buildings, not so much. Um, they just they did not find uh, those blood tests to have those immune-boosting um, things working. So it, it, they found that it does lower your blood pressure, as you can imagine, which all of us probably need right now. Um, they also um, found uh, um, one of the the neat studies that I uh, thought, thought was pretty fascinating was um, some researchers that believe it was University of Illinois um, or Urbana that uh, did some research. They were looking at how people, you know, what, how much do you have to be outside and what is the um, consequence of that? And they found that people who took two long walks through the forest on consecutive days increased the type of blood cell that supports our immune system by 50%. And the activity of those cells went up by 56%. But what was fascinating is that those activity levels of those immune-boosting cells remained 23% higher for the whole month after that. So absolutely, people that take a long walk, um, you know, have the ability to help boost their immune system. Good to know. That's great. Some good <laughs> good news from Kelly Blackledge uh, from Nash, uh, the Tamarack National Wildlife Refuge on the line with me this morning. And Kelly, uh, that is that is great. So people get outside, especially around trees. Maybe what happens when you hug a tree? That's what I want to know. Uh, hey, you could do that. The time, <laughs> it is the time to hug a tree and not your friends, unfortunately, right, right now. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just need to hug something, hug a tree. All right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, our mystery bird. Uh, our mystery bird today, we will not be taking any call-ins. Uh, we can take call-ins, actually, if you want to guess, but we don't have any prizes for you today. Um, our offices are closed, so uh, we can't give out any gift certificates uh, uh, today, but you certainly can play at home. Um, you can uh, guess. You can tell the person next to you <laughs> what you might think the bird is. <laughs> um, but uh, let's talk a little bit about. Give us a clue for our mystery bird today, and you are actually going to play the mystery bird sound on your end of the phone. So hopefully, that will come through. We'll see how birds yeah. sound on the phone. Yeah. So this is a great sign of spring. I, you know, this is one of those. Birds that I think when they finally show up, boy, this is, spring is on its way. So let's see if we can hear this one. Wow. All right. So did you just like open up the window or something and they were out there already? (laughs) You know what's kind of funny about that? and we might have to take a break because they're coming after okay. me. Okay. <laughs> Territorial call. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we will take a break and see if Kelly is still there or if she hasn't been snatched up by the birds. All right. We'll uh, continue our conversation with Kelly Blackledge after this. Now. 
back to HodgePodge with Kara McCarthy on KDLM Detroit Lakes. Welcome back to HodgePodge this Tuesday morning, last Tuesday of the month, March 31st, 2020, on the telephone line today with Kelly Blackledge from the Tamarack National Wildlife Refuge. And uh, Kelly, are you still there or have the birds gotten to you? <laughs> I survived. Okay, good. <laughs> they can be aggressive, though. Wow. <laughs> so before the break, Kelly played the mystery bird sound, and we heard birds, how they sound over the tele. Oh, there we go. All right. And it does sound like you're outside walking along some trail somewhere, Kelly. <laughs> but in fact, no. Uh, maybe you are. I don't know. I can't see you. Um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, the mystery bird. What is our mystery bird? Right, so many of you may know that the red-winged blackbird, mm. red-winged blackbird. So this bird, um, you know, all the males arrive. I haven't seen any females yet, but the males have arrived, and um, you're starting to see them along our lake shores. And um, if you have bird feeders, they're the ones that start <laughs> really going after your bird feeders because they're kind of struggling with food right now mm-hmm. since we still have uh, some snow on the ground. Um, but wow, the red-winged blackbirds can be really noisy. Um, so the ogree sound that you hear is that uh, um, territorial call. You'll also hear they have a lot of chips. They make a lot of chip-chipping sounds um, that's a little bit different than our winter birds. So it'll be a little bit different sound that you hear out there. Mm-hmm. And one thing that uh, is pretty cool about red-winged blackbirds are, of course, the red wings, right? <laughs> so they have these shoulder uh, feathers or um, covert feathers on their shoulders that um, they stretch out. So you've probably seen them kind of stick their wings out a little um, and they really rough up those shoulder feathers so that the red and yellow uh, feathers underneath there can be exposed. And that's um, that's what they use to scare off other males and also attract a female. Those are pretty very pretty feathers (laughs) so they can be really loud now uh red-winged blackbirds are not monogamous Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are happy to see all kinds of females once they start uh arriving and and in fact you know they kind of nest in the cattails so along our shores and cattails one um, male bird may have several females with nest um in, in an area they overlap a little bit but uh definitely have um kind of a harem of birds if you will <laughs> so okay. all right uh so the blackbirds are considered the harbinger of spring and i always thought it was the robins but we've ha- every year we talk about this kelly and every year i just <laughs> i don't think i'm convinced yet that the but we do see robins i i've seen robins as soon as you know february or january so they kind of some linger around here but blackbirds in fact bring in spring so that's uh, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And they are very uh they are very territorial. Uh, if you walk are uh, do they do they hang out everywhere or do they hang out by the water or where can you find these? I mean, you find them in your yard. So they're kind of their territory is everywhere or do they have a specific <laughs> yeah. area that they like well, to they certainly... roost? They certainly prefer marshes and, you know, along lake shores. They like to be in those tall grasses and weeds and such. So so you might find them away from water, but primarily um, they're 
close to water. You know, right now they're you might see them almost anywhere because they're really looking hard for food. Mm-hmm. So um, even in your backyard, if you don't have water nearby, you can still see some red-winged blackbirds coming to your bird feeders. Um, but for the most part, they do like the marshy lake shores. That's where the females will nest. Um, they have an affinity to cattails. They just uh-huh. certainly like to to be around those. That's a great nesting territory for them. Yes, uh, there's a well. The path that I take my dog on quite a bit. Uh, they're usually out there, kind of. Uh, uh, looking at us and not not knowing if they're going to attack us or not. But sometimes, you know, I see kayakers out there too, or if I'm out in a canoe, uh, are they the ones that are uh, chirping at me and ready to fly into my, my airspace if I get too close? Or are those yeah. other birds? I think those are, yeah, I think red-winged blackbirds are very territorial. Uh, and will they attack you if you get too close to their nesting, if they feel <laughs> that you're too close? Well, it's it's a rare occasion if, okay. if they actually touch your head or something, <laughs> but, but they definitely get very close. Right. And, um, yes, I've had to duck and bob and weave to kind of stay out of their way when they're trying to keep you away from um, their favorite female or uh, a nesting area. The, and the females will will do um, the same, but boy, those males are um, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right, so watch out. The red-winged blackbirds are out there, but it is also a sign that spring is here. Uh, Kelly Blackledge from Tamarack National Wildlife Refuge on the studio line with me this morning. Um, so some of the other things uh, that uh, are appearing on the refuge that uh, also... Uh, say spring is here. Uh, what are some of those? Yes, well, definitely swans, swans, and more yes. swans <laughs> are hanging out. Mm-hmm. We're seeing them in big groups in the fields, and um, we're seeing them, of course, pairing up as well. So as you start seeing the Canada geese pairing up, yes. and um, and those swans, there are ducks that are coming back, uh, mallards, mergansers, and um, lots of those as the water starts to open up, the ducks like to move in. Um, sandhill cranes are back, the great blue herons, kestrels, even meadowlarks have arrived. So, wow, there are a lot that are, that are coming back. They, um, they sure like this snow melt. So hopefully this storm coming <laughs> won't be too detrimental. Now, I haven't seen any warblers yet, so... Okay. Um, but it'll probably just be a week or so before we um, we see. And, of course, you know, the first warbler that we'll see are those yellow-rumped warblers oh, that yes. arrive in our area. So watch out for those. That's also a great sign that uh, the real real arrival of spring has come. <laughs> okay. All right. And we are glad it is here because I think that is our saving grace right now. Uh, so hopefully people oh, will get absolutely. outside and uh, enjoy nature, enjoy our spring and, of course, practice social distancing. And, uh, Kelly, anything else to add as we wrap up this morning? Yeah. So um, on the refuge, um, we're seeing all of the refuges across the country are seeing an increase in visitation. Of course, some of our parks, too, um, at state parks are seeing um, a lot of people out and about. It is a human need to uh, to utilize some of these spaces where you can, you know, enjoy the outdoors but uh, not be too close to people. And a few parks have had to close due to overcrowding. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I don't see that happening in our neck of the woods, but we do want to make sure that that, that doesn't happen. 
So um, a few recommendations for uh, the hiking trails on the refuge. Um, We had a lot of people at the Pine Lake parking lot over the weekend. Um, And wow, there are so many other cool places you can go besides Pine Lake parking lot, (laughs) you know, which which has some great ski trails, but they're really not the best hiking trails, Mm -hmm. actually. So um, a few places I might recommend, you know, on the um, east side of the refuge, there's a trail access to the North Country Trail. It's right on 400th Avenue, and it's not very often that people go there to access the trail, so I'd recommend that one. Um, There is a little trail at Chippewa Picnic Area, Um, and by the way, the Pine Lake parking lot and Chippewa Picnic Area, those restrooms are still open. We are cleaning those and um, keeping those open for folks as as long as we have the resources to do that. And then, um, you know, you can park alongside the road as long as you don't block a gate with your vehicle and you park your car alongside the road in a safe location so that as cars you know not on a curve or something where it might be dangerous so um so you could even though the wildlife drive is closed it won't open until april 15th or until the road is in good shape but you can park and um you know alongside the road there and walk down the wildlife drive um so uh, you can even access if you walk far enough the north country trail from there okay Um... i think I think what I should do is make up this secret parking areas, Kelly's secret map of awesome trails where you can avoid people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's 43,000 acres. You right. can spread out <laughs> on the refuge there. Excellent. So watch for that. Okay. Kelly's secret map. <laughs> You'll let us know first, Kelly, won't you? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Breaking right. news with Carol McCarthy. <laughs> there you go. All right, Kelly Blackledge from Tamarack National Wildlife Refuge. See, I told you it's always a wild time with Kelly. Always coming up with something crazy. And uh, thank you so much for uh, inviting the birds onto the show, Kelly. And uh, you stay well, and we will talk to you next month. That's right. Get outside, get some fresh air, and boost that immune system. Okay, Kelly. Kelly, thanks a lot. And that is going to wrap up HodgePodge for this Tuesday, last day of March. And uh, I'll be in the studio tomorrow with uh, folks from Environmental Services, Becker County Environmental Services, also at the library, all ahead on Wednesday's HodgePodge. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Carol McCarthy, KDLM. It is a 9.30.